Hello and welcome to Ad Creeps, the podcast where we dissect and correct the TV advertisements that raised us, phased us, and amazed us. I'm Al, and I'm here with my good friend and co-host, Courtney. Hey, y'all. Oh, okay. I'm Southern now. Oh, boy. <laughs> I just got back from Tennessee. <laughs> Did and North you? Carolina. Oh, interesting. And boy, it was a life-changing experience. I thought you were going to say, and boy, are my arms tired. That, that would have been good, too. Yeah. I can't, I can't do it the whole time. Yeah. Friends, I ate hot, hot Nashville hot chicken. Yum. And I went to the Appalachian Mountains. Sick. And they were the Great Smokies. And I saw the smoke, and I breathed it in, <laughs> and I saw some fireflies. Cool. And that's good. Oh, man, I've yeah. never seen a firefly. Really? Yeah. Oh, they're really cool. Nice. In a place in Gatlinburg, there's a species of firefly that they all blink at the same, like, coordinated Whoa. at the same time. So it's like you're on LSD. That's sick. It's super dope. Oh, my God. <laughs> well. Well. Well, I wish this was going to be as fun as that. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, you're, you're saying that this podcast about advertising isn't as fun as LSD? Oh, man. No, but that'd be a good episode. <laughs> <laughs> I have some stories, friend. Ooh. About LSD. Yeah. There's some very interesting Vancouver-based ones. Is there really? Yeah. Mm. My um, professor in teacher college, uh, he said that he was one of the psychologists who drugged sailors in uh, San Francisco. Cool stuff, man. Yeah. Way to go, I guess. He was my elementary school, like, childhood <laughs> education psychology professor. Oh, psychology professors. Not Ooh, good. Not, not good, good. Not good. But we're not talking about... Drugs? Drugs, drugs or psychology professors today, good. folks. Good. Uh, instead, I would like to tell you huh? about one of America's <gasps> most influential dweebs. Oh. Don't get excited, because I'm not talking about modern nerds and geeks and their whole deal. Okay. I'm talking about the type of horrid little goober who gets bullied <laughs> and deeply deserves it. The greatest American incel. <laughs> A real proto-Ben Shapiro, if Hells, you will. Hell yeah. There are people I look at like, God, I would bully you. <laughs> I want to bully you so bad. Just a horrid little turd. You've heard my, I say they have a punchable yeah. face. Yeah, there are some people who just have punchable faces. <laughs> well, I would never... Read a face with my fist. <laughs> I would. I'm a jock. <laughs> okay, but in order to tell you about this absolute dink of a man, yeah. we have to go back. How far? Well, join me and you'll find out. <gasps> Grab my hand. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> the year is 1867. That's so far. That's Civil War, folks. Huh? Oh, dear. And the city is kept busy putting itself back together after the rigors of providing support to the Union Army. Okay, good. We're, we're up here. That's good. Mm -mm. Having ignored Mayor Fernando Wood's pre-war suggestion that the city secede from the United States well. under the name Triantula well. so as to not get involved. <laughs> okay, I like where this is at. <laughs> we haven't said the city yet, huh? Uh, what city do you think it is? Tri Triantia. I want just New Jersey. It's got big New Jersey energy. <laughs> Sorry. No. You're going to have to go a little north. Damn, 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 damn. Maine? Oh. <gasps> the Big Apple? The greatest city in the world. The greatest city in the world. <laughs> wow. The Gilded Age mm. is shining bright enough to cover up corruption and cholera epidemics. The Great East River Bridge is in progress. Yes. And the city's first elevated railway is just a year away from completion. So close. You walk down a chilly street. 
Mm. bustling with people, Mm -hmm. gray slush dripping down into the soles of your leather boots. And you catch eyes with a young man (gasps) who looks a little lost. Al's not here anymore. Okay. Who is it? Hello. My name is Heinrich Pfeffer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, we've met a lot of peppers. No, Pfeffer. Oh, Pfeffer? Yeah, I just arrived from oh! Bavaria. Is this a, a great, great ancestor? I, I, I don't have any children, but oh. I, I hope someday to have a, a family. Or maybe you want, with you. you? Oh. <laughs> Take my hand. Sir, you are so Let's bored. go. No, you need, you understand, I'm looking for something specific. Yeah, okay. I'm looking for a place yeah. where I, mm-hmm. a young man, can stay. Yes. Ideally uh, Christian. Oh. Um, <gasps> somewhere to, I'd like to have a good time. Oh. I, I'd like to uh, have a good meal. <laughs> could you, do you want to go a place that you could do whatever you feel? Yes, I am willing to put my pride on the shelf. Oh my God! <laughs> I've got a place for you, Bucko. Oh, what is it? The YMCA. The YMCA. Okay, but I have one very important question. Yeah, yeah. Do they allow pornography? No, but they do allow, on Fridays, naked swimming. Okay, because I have a lot of pornography that I brought with me from Bavaria. So I guess I'll have to go somewhere else. Oh, 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 oh. (laughs) I love this. I love this, like, Marvel universe of peppers that we have. Now I will go ponder having a family and perhaps Americanizing my name. I tip my hat to you, sir. Farewell. Wait, no. <laughs> uh, I guess I'll go gay swimming, naked swimming at the YMCA. <laughs> Formed in 1852, yes, the New York chapter of the YMCA wow. was intended to help new immigrant arrivals to the city. Yeah, and even boasted Walt Whitman among its earliest members. Hell's yeah! They're also ultimately responsible for giving Anthony Comstock even a shred of attention, dooming the country in its trajectory. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oopsie. <laughs> Can I talk about my history of the Y? Please. Uh, my dad worked for the National YMCA mm. uh, and is a lifelong, like, worked from age 16 to retirement with the YMCA. And I was a, what they called a Y-rat. Oh. And Y-rats were YMCA employees, kids, who just hung out at the Y. I love that. Fucking, <laughs> and the pool, camp, that's, we were there. Yeah. We didn't have a superiority complex, because having your parents work at the Y didn't give you a superiority <laughs> I'm sure your dad's Y, like, the, the age of your dad's Y is very cool and good. Uh, well, it was, I mean, the age of my dad's Y, like, when he was a kid or when he worked... Well, he worked from age. 16. Anything past. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was very it was very white and like very just one gender. Oh yeah, I mean the uh, it is the young man's Christian association. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah but yeah, I'm yeah. sure it was at least improved on what I'm about to talk about. <laughs> oh boy, howdy! I cannot wait to get into it. Okay, first off, here's what you need to know about Anthony Comstock. Okay. He grew up idealizing heroes from the Bible stories his mother would read to him. He shot a dog. (laughs) He got one hangover and never drank again. (laughs) This is the making of a nerd. He shot a dog. Oh, my God. Ugh. Boy. He joined the Union Army Uh and was posted in St. Augustine, Florida. That's pretty good. Yeah. Where he tried to get the other soldiers to attend church with him and poured out his whiskey ration in clear view so that they would see what a good, good boy he was. No, 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 no. They trashed his room in the barracks, and in his diaries, he laughed it off as the boys giving him an initiation. (laughs) He had been there for a year. 
punchable face. Did he have a punchable face? <laughs> yes. Did he? Yes. Did he? Oh, my God. He was also, according to his own diaries, yeah. a chronic masturbator. Oh! <laughs> which is a perfectly fine thing to be unless you're Anthony fucking Comstock. Did he think it was, like, it was dirty? I guess it was. He had thoughts. He had thoughts. After the war, he moved Boy. to New York yeah. and married a minister's daughter 10 years his senior. And he finally got his dick wet. I don't know, man. No? <laughs> he got a job at a dry goods store where his coworker contracted an STI after becoming interested in erotic literature. Yeah, well. Comstock then took it upon himself to begin a prodigious career as America's greatest narc, no. purchasing erotic literature from various dealers before calling the police to arrest them. Wait. So he would be like, he would buy porn yeah. and then rat the rat them out. Yeah. Like they, I got porn from them. He would go, he'd be like, one pornography, please. And <laughs> Wait then a minute. He, when they gave him the pornography, he'd be like, oh. get them, boys. And what happened to the porn afterwards? He would just... Jerk. He kept it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, course. he had, like, a whole treasure trove. I'll tell you about it. I can't wait. <laughs> this should be a museum. I, ooh, it is. It's called America. Oh. <laughs> I meant his porn collection. Yeah. <laughs> when a Brooklyn surgeon named William Hayes found out that Comstock had set his sights on stopping his prolific publications of obscenity, Hayes died by suicide, a oh. not uncommon response that Comstock often bragged about. Oh, no. Comstock tried to purchase the doctor's printing plates from his widow so that he could have them dissolved in acid. <laughs> and when she asked him for $650, he wrote to the YMCA for help. The they YMCA were, of New York? Yeah. Okay. They were kind enough to give him the cash along with a role on their new Committee for the Suppression of Vice. <gasps> Look, when you're naked swimming with, like, 30 other guys, <laughs> you got to keep it down, Oh, boy. Fellas. <laughs> Within a year of joining, Comstock seized oh, no. more than 12 tons of offensive literature and 200,000 salacious items, including photographs, rings, knives, song lyric sheets, playing cards, and what he referred to as obscene and immoral rubber articles. <laughs> well, dill, dills, huh? Dills, yeah. Um, dills. Rings. That's the only one that kind of stands out to me. For the... Um, immoral. Oh! <laughs> you know, you put it on the... Ah! It goes, uh, it goes uh, around the dick and balls. On the dingle. <laughs> on your on dingle and your dongles. Oh, I love those. Boy, howdy. <laughs> They're fun. Uh, God. But even this dragon's horde of erotic paraphernalia wasn't enough for Comstock and the YMCA. <laughs> they want more. They, want, they need more. We got him more. Hells yeah. By the way, extremely normal reaction to your coworker saying, I got an STI. (laughs) Very normal. Thank you. (laughs) Uh, Uh, That's why we just talk about the weather now, folks. In 1873, the YMCA sent Comstock to Washington, D.C. With the goal of enacting a federal law to prevent the spread of the obscene. In response, the Ulysses S. Grant government was basically just like, yeah, sure thing, brah. Sure, we're drunk anyway. Yeah, and they passed staggeringly wide-sweeping legislation in Comstock's name, known as the Comstock Laws. Boy, if you get a law... If you get a law... And it's anti-porn, you won't be. <laughs> You're donezo. You're donezo. Well, he wasn't. Mm-mm. The laws were crafted with the help of William Strong, a Supreme Court justice who had unsuccessfully tried to insert the word God into the Constitution. Just like little carrot and little. little. Boy. Oh, boy. I'm sure I'm surprised it wasn't already in there, frankly. Yeah. One nation under God. That's the. I don't know. I'm Canadian. Which is also its own whole. It's also, there's also God. There's God everywhere. 
Um, okay, so Comstock stuck, stuck around to see the bill passed. Yeah. And at the White House reception where he met Grant, he remarked of the women attending, they were brazen, dressed extremely silly, enameled faces and powdered hair, low dresses, hair most ridiculous and altogether most extremely disgusting to every lover of pure, noble, modest woman. Oh my God. How can we respect them? They disgrace our land and yet consider themselves ladies. Show me an ankle, ladies. <laughs> mm. So you may ask, how wide-sweeping were these laws? Yes. The parent law, section 211 of the Federal Criminal Code, read as follows. Every obscene, lewd, or lascivious, and every filthy book, pamphlet, picture, paper, letter, writing, print, or other publication of an indecent character and every article or thing designed, adapted, or intended for preventing conception or producing abortion or for any indecent or immoral use and every article, instrument, substance, drug, medicine, or thing which is advertised or described in a manner calculated to lead another to use or apply it for preventing conception or producing abortion or for any indecent or immoral purpose and every written or printed card, letter, circular, book, pamphlet, advertisement, or notice of any kind giving information directly or indirectly where or how or of whom or by what means of any of the here and before mentioned matters articles or things may be obtained or made or where or by or whom any act or operation of any kind for the procuring or producing of abortion will be done or performed or how or by what means conception may be prevented or abortion may be produced whether sealed or unsealed and every letter packet package or other mail matter containing any filthy vile or indecent thing device or substance and every paper, writing, advertisement, or representation that any article, instrument, substance, drug, medicine, or thing may or can be used or applied for preventing conception or producing abortion or for any indecent or immoral purpose. And every description calculated to induce or incite a person to so use or apply any such article, instrument, substance, drug, medicine, or thing is hereby declared to be a non-mailable matter and shall not be conveyed in the mail or delivered from any post office or by any letter carrier. Whoever shall knowingly deposit or cause to be deposited for mailing or delivery anything declared by this section to be non-mailable or shall knowingly take or cause the same to be taken from the mails for the purpose of circulating or disposing thereof or aiding in the circulation of disposition thereof shall be fined not more than $5,000 or imprisoned not more than five years or both. Let me, let me... Uh, <laughs> if it make you come, mm. but not make a baby... Yeah. You can't put it in the mail. Yeah. Done. Or is just otherwise obscene or immoral. If you think about jizzing. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not it's not in a uterus. It's not for baby. Not for baby. Bad. <laughs> that could be that could be a lot of things though. Yeah. That could be like, you know, some of those paintings, they look like labia. Uh-huh. That's bad. That's bad. That makes me jizz. Some of those paintings, they got naked people. Oh, we're not even talking about the naked people. I'm talking about like oh, like George O'Keefe. Yeah, I'm talking about like <laughs> I'm talking about like uh, like paintings that like what is so there's a painting that oh, what is it called? Like it's the painting of the people in the boat, and there's like this like just gorgeous young man with like flowing hair, mm-hmm. and he's in the water, but a shark's about to eat him. <laughs> Do you know that painting? No, called, like something Sir and the Shark or Sounds whatever. Sick. It's fucking outstanding is is it erotic i don't know i don't know he's naked hair's flowing shark bad but a lot of questions a lot of questions a lot of questions you maybe you should read that again i should you want me to read it again no i (laughs) 
So when you hear people talk about how abortion and contraceptive rights, queer rights, and rights relating to sex education and sex work are inextricably linked, this is a, a sort of flashpoint for that reality. Uh-huh. In the history of the United States government, all of these are covered by shatteringly broad Comstock obscenity law. And as for Comstock, he was made a special agent of the U.S. Postal Service oh. with police powers, including the right to carry a weapon and a ticket to ride the rails anywhere he pleased. <laughs> okay, well now, now I'm on board. Oh no, <laughs> <laughs> a gun and you can ride the rails. Oh boy, dang! Give me a cute little outfit and I'm sign me up. <laughs> as for the YMCA's Committee for the Suppression of Vice, a private religious organization, it was deputized by New York State to carry out search seizure and arrest and to keep 50% of any fines paid by those they persecuted. Could you imagine like go bursting into someone's home and like sniffing like I smell jizz. Yeah. There's something obs- obscene in here. <laughs> that jizz ain't ain't inside someone. A book. Well, you can't have a book. <laughs> the jizz can't be in a book. Lady Chatterley's Lover, which was banned oh. under the law. Lady Chatterley's Lover. Have you never heard of that? No. It's like a famous erotic book. Is it? Like, early to be banned for its eroticism. The only erotic famous book that I know is the one about the lady who fucks a bear. Was it a bear? Oh, Clan of the Cave Bear? Yeah. Yeah. Hells yeah. I remember hearing about that in uh, yeah. elementary school. Oh, dang. Like, this lady fucks a bear. <laughs> what? Okay. <laughs> Tell me more. I'm suddenly into reading. <laughs> <laughs> Here's another important thing about Comstock. Okay. People fucking hate hated this yeah, guy. Yeah, 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 of course. Yeah, yeah. Of course. But not like just people now. Yeah. People then. Of course. He was once punched repeatedly by yes. an opposing attorney during uh-huh. a court hearing, and a, re- a reporter present noted that the commissioner overseeing the hearing remarked yeah. under his breath something about some things being deserved. I mean, I'm here for that. <laughs> if I was a lawyer, I'd be like, yes, yes, correct. <laughs> Comstock attempted to prosecute a pair of suffragettes. Oh, he hated suffragettes. Uh, under federal postal law for printing details in their newspaper about a minister's affair with a married woman. It's like, it's like, hey, you're not having babies. You're useless. Get out of here. Get out of here. Open your legs or don't Get vote. Out of here. You can't you can't have a baby if you're voting. The baby can vote. Oh, the baby. Until it comes out of you. <laughs> If it's the wrong genitals, it cannot. He can't. So uh, once these two suffragettes were acquitted, they printed in a follow-up issue, from Maine to California, we believe the new order of Protestant Jesuits called the YMCA is dubbed with the well-merited title of the American Inquisition. We do not mean by this to assert that its leaders are like those of the Spanish institution or of the same character. We should no more think of comparing Comstock with Torquemada than of contrasting a living skunk with a dead lion. (laughs) Do you think the village people knew about this? Yeah. Yeah, I do. They knew. I think it was pretty recent for them. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, the Irish playwright George Bernard Shaw coined the term comstockery to describe an inability to distinguish between art and smut. I like that. I like... Any art can be smut. If I think you try, so, yeah. If you try hard enough. Any smut can be art. Smut can't... All, I've seen some smut. Boy. Mm. Dang, honey. Those, like, those people in those leather outfits hanging from the ceiling. You kidding me? Very cool. That's Dadaist at its best. <laughs> at its best. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so after Comstock's death in 1915, mm. the U.S. Postal hey, Service... may I rest in piss? <laughs> fucking fuck off forever, motherfucker. <laughs> Uh, the U.S. Postal Service would spend another half a century policing obscenity through the mail. Mm-hmm. Did you know that the Postal Inspection Service has the oldest origins of any federal law enforcement agency? Really? Yep. 
Oh, I didn't know that. It originated in 1771 when Postmaster General Benjamin Franklin appointed a surveyor to regulate and audit mail, predating both the Constitution and the so-called founding of the United States of America. What are they looking for? Like, corn? For a significant portion of the nation's history, policing Comstock's obscenity laws was their primary duty. But, like, pre-him... Oh, yeah, I don't Benjamin, know, corn. What is probably Benjamin probably corn. I think Benjamin probably... Franklin could be looking for porn, though. Oh, did you say porn? No, I say corn. <laughs> okay, yeah, <laughs> great. I think it was corn that they were looking for. Yeah, I think it was corn. 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 <laughs> I think they were looking for corn. <laughs> you can't put corn in the mail. Fucking Pop. nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> in 1953, okay. the early gay rights group, the Mattachine Society, began publishing one, the homosexual magazine, mm. the first ever... U.S. pro-gay publication, which sold on the streets of Los Angeles and also distributed through the mail. Their October 1954 issue was called Obscene, Lewd, Lascivious, and Filthy by Los Angeles postmaster Otto Oleson, who declared it unmailable under Comstock laws. I thought, I thought they, like the the publisher. Oh, no, no, no. Honey, this is (laughs) lewd. This is lascivious. (laughs) Girl. Girl. I thought they were just hyping it up. <laughs> no, really this was the, the postmaster. Oh, well, you can't. Hey, you can't mm. do that. We can say it. You can't say it. <laughs> uh, the magazine sought an injunction against the postmaster, represented by Eric Jalber, a young attorney who had written the cover story in that very issue. Mm. The district judge, Thurman Clark, ruled for the defendant, stating, The suggestion advanced that homosexuals should be recognized as a segment of our people and be accorded special privilege as a class is rejected. Oh, <laughs> oh. well... There, there it is. There it is, folks. There it is. <laughs> boy, oh boy, oh boy. His sentiments were echoed by the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals in 1957. Jalber carried on filing a petition with the Supreme Court, who accepted the case and, without hearing an oral argument, ruled in favor of one magazine. One versus Oleson oh. was the very first Supreme Court case to deal with homosexuality and the first to discuss free speech rights for our community. It's surprising they didn't hear an oral argument. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Look, being gay isn't just about sex, but... But? It's funny. It is. It's funny, and it's funny. Fun. That was the joke I made. Mean, it's funny. <laughs> At a time when the government was busy purging homosexuals from federal service in the Lavender Scare, mm. the Supreme Court facilitated the flourishing of queer culture through this ruling. Dang. In their next issue, one wrote, For the first time in American publishing history, a decision binding on every court now stands, affirming in effect that it is in no way proper to describe a love affair between two homosexuals as constituting obscenity. Hells yeah. 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 Yeah, baby. We can fuck whoever we want, and we can write about it, and we can make you read about it. And we can put it in the mail. (laughs) And we can mail it to people. So in 1958, Mm -hmm. queer writing was exempted from Comstock law on the ground of not being inherently obscene. Hmm. But the laws themselves still had seven more years before they were found fundamentally unconstitutional. Okay. Their final challenge was the decision Griswold versus Connecticut. Yeah, okay. Which I know this. Mandated that a person's right to privacy under the US Constitution includes access to birth control. If you have been reading the news, but you're not American, um, and Griswold versus Connecticut rings a bell for you, it may be because it was one of three landmark cases mentioned in Clarence Thomas's response to Roe v. Wade being overturned. Mm saying, in future cases, we should reconsider all of this court's substantive due process precedents, including Griswold, Lawrence, and Obergefell, because any substantive due process decision is 
demonstrably erroneous, and we have a duty to correct the error established in those precedents. And with that, he firmly put access to contraception, same-sex intercourse, and gay marriage back on the table for the Supreme Court to dismantle. You know what else he put on the table? What? Sucking my ass. <laughs> By the way, if you think, I'm Canadian, we, we also did, we did good. Uh, there was also a Supreme Court case of Canada that involved the Little Sisters mm-hmm. uh, bookstore uh, in, in, uh, in Vancouver, where the border guards confiscated gay literature in like the 60s and and said oh no this is obscene this is obscenity like this went to canadian court as well just just so no one puts their fucking like (laughs) little congratulatory hat on their head yeah um so one question we we may want to ask now Mm. is without roe v wade Will the Supreme Court attempt to reanimate the vile corpse of Anthony Comstock? Well. Is the United States Post Office about to lose its commie card and return to its origins as a colonial cop force? Well. And will it continue to be fun to stay at the YMCA? Only time will tell. What hat are we doing? Here's the USPS with their 1989 Ah. hit, We Deliver. I was going to say, if you're bringing Mr. Zip into this, I will fucking... (laughs) I end our friendship. Never, I would end never our do Mr. Zip dirty. Okay. What? So what? What? Tell me about this ad. This is an ad from the U.S. Postal Service. Yeah. It is from 1989, and it tells you what they do. Okay. I'm very excited. Uh, and if you want to watch this ad, it's in the episode description. Also, uh, on our sources. Also, are you mad? Same. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you mad? Sorry. Sorry. It's ad groups. <laughs> <laughs> We'll return after these messages. You know we're gonna be there, don't think twice. Service is part of our name. We're a part of your country, a part of your town. And no one else does it the same. We deliver, we deliver. It's the reason you trust us. show frankly a bop number one a bop <laughs> number two uh, i love the po- like i love the postal service yeah i mean the postal service i think the modern postal service that we all love and respect yeah really came into being after the 1970 postal workers strike yes absolutely when they were able to unionize and we love them. Nixon passed the, the Postal Reorganization Act. The one good thing he did. <laughs> but prior to that, Lee! Boy, I have mixed feelings. Yeah. Because of the, the not, like, the like there's a fucking, two bald eagles in this commercial, my There dude. sure is. Uh, so the nationalism is uh, weird. Yeah. Weird, 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 We're weird. part of your country. We're here. We salute the USA and God. And if you have a sh- dress in the mail, it will get to your door eventually. Unless it's gay. <laughs> Is it a dress for a man? <laughs> Who knows? Does it prevent conception? You can't have it. <laughs> the dress has a hole in the front. <laughs> uh, this ad I love, but also now I'm wary of. Yeah. Yeah. Because... 
Like that's that we love. They, we all love cops. post office. They're cops, but post office is was cops. Cop, was cops. They still have you know, and obviously they're the postal service inspectors were beefed up immensely after nine eleven. That's true. And a lot of the stuff that they do now focuses on you know terrorism and that kind of I stuff. I do. I do sometimes. Can I tell you a secret? Sure. Can I tell you a mail fraud that I do? Okay. Uh, <laughs> it's not fraud. Um. Sometimes when I send stuff in the mail, I put it in an envelope. Mm. And in an envelope, you're only supposed to put paper. Sometimes I don't just put paper. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes I put like a coin or like a press penny or like a magnet. Friendship bracelet. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I do that. And I still put the same stamp on. Damn, boy. I know. I know. <laughs> I'm a punk. You're um, a punk. Actually. Yeah. So this commercial, it nineteen eighties, right? Yeah, nineteen eighty nine. You 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 see a couple things. You see like someone on a road trip. You see the postal off. The postal service has a plane. Yeah, I mean they. Do you think they have a plane now? Yeah, probably. I don't know about that. What? what how do they do airmail otherwise? They just like commission it. They're out. just like, hey Southwest, hey Amazon, <laughs> let's put some boxes on <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't think. I don't think the Postal Service has a plane. Now. Okay, so you are sort of on like the Batman. record as a Postal Service plane truther. Yeah, 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 They yeah. don't have planes is they, what you say. They saying. do not have planes. I, I don't disagree. Think so. Okay, um, okay, okay. We'll see about that. <laughs> and this year, our Lord 2022? I mean, I think they're fixing to sell a few of them. <laughs> for sure. Um, and, and there's a couple of things, like you see the rain and the snow. Yeah. And the Postal service person's like i'm here baby i'm doing it no matter what look all i can tell you is i ordered contacts yesterday and it came in the mail today yeah and i love that for me (laughs) (laughs) was it perlator yes yeah (laughs) it's 2022 it's 2022 and the postal service had a big like they were an underdog. Yeah. For like I bought I have postal service merch. And the reason that we love them is because they are a federal service that yeah. the country needs and I think a lot of the support from for the post office that we've seen in the last decade has been because of, you know, the federal government trying to get rid of them yeah. or take away their funding yeah. or remove that in order to privatize it and we say we don't want you to privatize it. We yeah. love a federal postal we service. We love a, Okay. This is, this is, I think this is, we have to, we have to lean into that. Yeah. But I mean, also like the, there's no reason that a federal postal service shouldn't also fall under our desire to like abolish policing. Yes. Okay. This is what I want. Okay. You have your postal worker. You got them. And they're, they're carrying, they're carrying packages Mm -hmm. and they're like, and they're carrying mail and they don't fucking care what you put in it. (laughs) <laughs> you put a magnet in an envelope doesn't matter man and then they're walking down the streets they have all the packages and they join arms with the national park service okay because <laughs> they're here too they're, folks. they're also here they're here too and they're walking down the street they got a tree yeah and a rac- tree in one hand a raccoon in the other they're walking down the street who else is here a librarian can we get the epa in here i was gonna get it <laughs> i was going to get to a librarian they're here they got a bunch of books for you you want a dvd of like fucking doctor who they got it you want a fucking book Baby? about a child learning that they're non-binary they got it for you it's going down the street epa they got a box of cereal they're like this is bad don't, don't eat, eat it, it. <laughs> Don't who eat else, this one, folks. Who else we got? We got bring them in, bring them in, bring them in, baby. 
A teacher throwing out textbooks because they're bad? Yes! Yes! <sighs> and they're here, and on the other side are cops. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> and they're like, fucking let us through. And the cops are like, you know, they're cowards, so they do. Yeah. And now the community is ruled by the little guys. Yeah. And you get your mail, you get your raccoons, you get your books, you get your cereal that is not... You get good cereal. You get good cereal. Not rat feces. <laughs> you're all here, baby. Yeah. And they're joining hands, and they're like, fuck cab, baby. <laughs> they're like, we deliver, but we not deliver. to cops. <laughs> we won't look through your... Hey, we won't look through your mail. It's none of our fucking business. Yeah. But... And then they all kiss. Oh, great. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Because it is yeah. gay at the yeah, end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very absolutely. gay at the end. Um, and then they throw a brick through the YMCA window. <laughs> Wow. Okay. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> That's it. That's the 2022 commercial. That's what I want. Mm. I think, yeah, I think that's good. Yeah. I don't have any, like, I didn't do a lot of reading on the, the YMCA and how it's evolved over time. I I think that's another ad creep. Yeah. I think that is. So we'll it's get to that bones. at some point. It's yeah. a, I'll I mean, tell definitely. You I'll tell you. Oh, boy. That's <laughs> why so I'm here, folks. Uh, I was raised on it. Yeah. Hmm. Did you know they invented basketball? No. The YMCA? The movie? No, sorry, basketball. Oh. Not. <laughs> the, the feature Not film. Not the Trey Parker. <laughs> okay. Okay. They okay. Had, sorry, they had the peach bucket? Yeah, they Yeah, they did. Yeah, that was at the YMCA. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to them. We'll, we'll get we'll to have, them. We'll have, we could do like an Origins Week couple weeks. Oh, that would be good. You can do the YMCA and I'll do fucking something about dried flowers. I don't know. (laughs) Boy. (laughs) The most interesting ad creeps ever. Yeah. Al, can I tell you? Yeah. Um, I went on a vacation and I went through the American South. And in the American South is very special. Because the billboards, Al. Ooh. The billboards were A, plentiful. B, locally purchased okay and see featured some of the fucking best small businesses i've ever seen how many were about jesus yeah many Mm -hmm. Mm, okay yeah yeah. Yeah. just wondering Mm -hmm. a lot of baby talk down there yeah anyway okay uh, so there was two. There was two that I really want to talk about. Mm-hmm. One that I need the help of, of the creeps out. Okay. Um, uh, oh, first of all, number one, um, shoot, was it Toby recommended cookout? Yeah. Cookout is fucking everywhere. Oh. There's signs for cookout everywhere. Nice. So uh, number two, there is a place called Art Pancakes. And it is a storage and rental place. What? And the logo is just a bunch of pancakes. That sounds sick. It is ungoogleable. Because <laughs> if you Google art pancakes, it's just pancakes that are made into art. Yeah. Why it, would you choose this? I SEO? don't. I think that's his name. Oh. I think his name is Art Pancakes. That's incredible. I know. I know. I know. I know. Friends, if you have an art pancake local ad, you need to give it to me. You <laughs> need to. So Art Pancakes is here. The other ad that I, the other billboard that I saw constantly is a man by the name of Bart Durham. Okay. He is a lawyer. Al, he is the oldest man alive. Oh my God, yes. And not as only as the oldest man alive, he also, he thinks, he tries to trick us by wearing a toupee. Oh. So he has like, 
like brown hair, but he inside he's a ghoul. Oh my god! So I'm gonna show you a Bart Durham ad. I'm so excited. Um, and that's who I saw across the Tennessee and North Carolina landscape, and I hope you enjoy him. Hey. Know the rules. Touch your gloves. Come out fighting. I was on I-40 in Fayette County. Break it up. Break it up. When a big truck hit me from behind, I broke my wrist and my spine. I needed a lawyer, so I called Bart Durham. She's out. Winner by knockout. My name is Jeff, and Bart was my lawyer. Jeff is happy now that he's able to spend more time with his family. That's a ghoul. That's a ghoul. <laughs> it's a trademark ghoul. That's a creep and a ghoul. <laughs> Look at that man. Okay, this this is the most obscurest fucking commercial I've ever seen. Yeah. Can you explain what happened? There are girls boxing. Yeah. And a voiceover a man of a man saying he got into an accident. I assume it's the referee the referee because we yeah. keep cutting back to him yeah and then and then one girl's declared the winner yeah and then we cut to the bart durham sign and yeah. there's the man the referee standing next to the absolute dracula and he's like this is my lawyer and i'm like what <laughs> and he's like now so-and-so can spend more time with his family a bunch of girl boxers <laughs> i guess and he paid me in panties that he found at the lost and found i just it's awful it, it's all the billboards was him with a toupee like he's 120 years old folks he is so standing old. next to someone who's like bar durham gave me a million dollars because i got hit by a truck this man is legally allowed to practice law yeah <laughs> at his age and he has for a while goodness yes me. there's commercials uh going back to like 1991 and he still looks like this oh my god okay so he is a dracula <laughs> yeah he is absolutely a dracula yikes <laughs> Folks, if you have a bad lawyer commercial, especially if it's a local ad, you need to send it to us at creeps at gmail.com. What else? And, and uh, yeah, you can also find us on Twitter and Instagram at ad creeps, uh, where we sometimes post stuff from our sources yeah. or more info you might be into. Uh, and also on there, you can find a link to our coffee if you want to drop us a buck or two to help with our hosting fees. A coffee. A coffee. Not a coffee. A coffee. You can buy us coffee. At a Kofi. Yeah. Uh, and also, <laughs> hey, if you enjoyed this or are incensed or want to punch Anthony Comstock right in his Dang. silly face. Take a take a lineup because I'm <laughs> here, baby. Um, but also, you you know, if you learned something, you could write us a review on Apple Podcasts and we'd love that. Yeah, we would love that. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Our producer's making us little tiny hamburgers <laughs> downstairs. So yeah. we gotta go. We gotta go. We gotta go. Until next time. We are signing, signing off. off. Hmm, but first, a word for my spouse.